I do see this where we are, we're losing the ability to communicate with people. Yep. Picking up the phone. I still love to pick up the phone and talk to my friends and customers, and, and I love the interaction, but that we're losing that somewhat, and that kind of concerns me to where people, oh, send me an email or just text me. Yeah, you have people saying, I have 3,000 friends on Facebook. I, really? They're your friends? <laughs> like, ask one of your friends for $1,000 on Facebook and see if they'll give it to you. <laughs> Excuse me. Who are you? Perhaps you didn't realize it, but I'm talking here. Do you think, though, today that technology emails, social media is desensitizing people. Do you think that it's taken away from that personal touch? That um I don't know, the human the human condition seems to be dissipating more and more. And I'll give you an example. When I started out in this business, how I got most of my work is that if I was speaking in San Diego, I would go to a speaker's bureau that was in San Diego and I would call them up a month or two in advance. And I would have lunch for them and I'd meet the whole team. A lunch would be served. Somebody would come in and, you know, just hand out the food and we'd talk. And I would tell them about me. Tell them, just tell them talking about Steve Rizzo and they would talk about themselves. So they got to know me as a person. So when I left there, I left with a great feeling. They were left with a good feeling. And a lot of work came from that. Mm -hmm. That has been taken away today because most speakers bureaus are not together in the office anymore. They're all working alone by themselves at home. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the personalization, I can't, I really can't do that anymore. It's really, you're, you're buying that personality. That's a part of it. Mm -hmm. The key to selling, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I do believe I'm right, is you, you want to feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. The person that you're selling to, that's your, your number one job is to make them feel good. The ways you make them feel good is don't even talk about the business. Talk about life. Talk about certain other aspects of your life before you start talking about business. And that's what meeting with people does. And I believe we have just become a little bit more desensitized as a result of that. What what's what are, what are your views on that? I agree 100. percent And I think you can. I think the blame really goes to two things. Number one, these little things right here. Yeah. Um, that's part of it. And especially with our younger people, um, I mean, I'll go into a restaurant and I'll see, I'll actually see like a couple and the guy's looking at his phone and his date is looking at her phone Ugh. and even older couples. I mean, they're not even paying there. They are. They're on a date. They're married. Yeah. He's got his nose in his phone and she's got her nose in her phone. And I think that's part of it. And then I think the other thing that really, uh, messed people up is, uh, COVID. And where people were locked down and separated um, for long periods of time, um, even the fact that some people, you know, most people were doing church through Zoom, were doing meetings through Zoom. I mean, even Little Giant went and built two studios and they were doing Little Giant live presentations um, because nobody was traveling anymore. Um, but uh, even though I don't own the company anymore, I've talked to a few of the, the salesmen that work there, still work there, and they said, People are tired of doing these live um, Zoom presentations. They want to get back to interaction at their office yep. and be able to keep those relationships. You know, that's really what what made um, the business is having those relationships and having visits. 
being able to see and touch the products and, um, you know, go out with their sales guys or whatever and visit their customers, even though maybe it won't ever be the same way. But really, I, I can see that people are really hurting and they need interaction with people. And I'm, I'm real worried about our younger people where they don't have the communication skills. Um, and I have a son that's 28. And if he wants to talk to me, he'll text me, you know. Um, just today, I actually, a Ford dealer who is ordering some parts for one of my cars, he texts me and says, your parts are in. When do you want to do it? Well, I'm driving down the road. So I pick up the phone and try to call him. He doesn't answer his phone. And then I ended up pulling over and saying, hey, give me a phone call. I mean, I, I, I don't want to talk about this on a text. So he calls me back and we set up the appointment. But I see this, I, I do see this where we are, we're losing the ability to communicate with people up the phone I still love to pick up the phone and talk to my friends and people used to be customers and and I love the interaction but that we're losing that somewhat and that kind of concerns me to where people oh send me an email or just text me you know yeah yeah that's that's what put you know you have people saying I have 3,000 friends on Facebook I really they're your friends <laughs> ask one of your friends for a thousand dollars on Facebook and see if they'll give it to you <laughs> no see how many and I yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, there's something to be said about technology, too. Like, you take Zoom. Debbie and I try to get together at least once a week in Zoom. And one of the things I, I like about her is her sensitivity. And it was the last time we were on Zoom, we're talking, and then she just went back like this, and she said, now, why don't you tell me what's wrong? You know what I mean? She felt it. Mm -hmm. yes. that's, what I, that's a relationship. Yeah. Someone, when someone that you're working with and you're talking business can pull back and say to you, now, no, why don't you tell me what's wrong? And it was amazing that she picked up on it. Of course, I, I talked, I felt better that I, I said what I was saying. But those little tidbits, those little things can go an incredibly long way in all relationships. And I, 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 and I, I'm with you, Doug. I, it's sometimes it's, it concerns me that we're losing that. I'm mentoring two young women in their teens, late teens. And the last time I was with them, uh, they, they had their phones. Yeah. And I just said, okay, that's the end of this. And they said, what? What are you talking about? I said, I'm talking to you. I'm giving you information. I'm not charging you for this. You asked for my help and I'm helping you. And you are on the phone and you're communicating with someone. And they just, they didn't get it at first. Right. They don't. Right. But I said, no, no. If you want one on one, I said, this is what it has to be. If you want to get together, you don't bring your phones. I don't even, I don't want you to. Just keep it wherever you're going to keep it, but do not take it out. Otherwise, this will not work. And they got it. are doing that subconsciously. So we yeah. People yeah. are doing it subconsciously. I mean, basically, you're in the middle of a conversation. You sparked a thought, and then you go to pick up your phone. You totally tune out of the conversation that you're currently having. Yeah. And it and it can be real rude, you know. Um, you know, like if we're having a conversation, I pick up my phone and start texting somebody or whatever. I mean, that that can be... Yeah, you got to be real careful with that. But, you know, I mean, I think all of us grew up when families would sit down and have dinner together and we didn't have phones and we didn't have email back then. But um, I know a lot of people now, my, some of my friends that have kids, teenagers and stuff, they, they actually take their phones and they put them in a basket when it's dinner time. And they're like, we're not looking at our phones. We're going to have a meal together. Yeah. We're actually going to talk. Yeah. And you remember walking in the door and you, your mom was home and your mom would say, hey, how'd school go, right? And 
and you had a conversation about it or with your your dad or whoever your brother or whatever mm-hmm. and um you know those 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 days are are kind of not yeah. back then we had a landline with the long cord yeah so, like if you were gonna have a conversation it was gonna be like with the family yeah but don't get me wrong technology is wonderful I and mean, what we're doing right now is wonderful and the speed of what we can get, you know, customers' information and and we can sure is great. But but there is something to be said about um, being able to communicate and pick up the phone. And I mean, I text my 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 son. He'll text me. He's twenty eight years old, and or else I'll call him. And ten seconds later, he'll text me. What do you want? And I'm like, I want to talk to you. I want to hear your voice. <laughs> Answer the phone, you know. And he wants to text me back, and I'm like. You know, some days I want to hear your voice, not just see your text, you know. Take a week, a week, week, it's somebody's birthday or anniversary and we're texting, I love you. Pick up the damn phone and call them and tell them, you know, tell them, let them hear your voice at least. There, you know, what, what is what is wrong with that? There's this, I moved from Utah down here and there's this little couple, they're in their 90s and I'm not kidding you, they're like 93 years old and husband and wife, they're still alive. My birthday was on October night. My phone rings, I look down. And it's them calling me. And every year they call, I answer the phone, and they sing me happy birthday, both of them together. I love that. And it is, I mean, can you imagine if you, even if you're not a very good singer, if you called all your friends on their on their birthday and you sang to them, how much they would, you know, really enjoy that. Just the, like you said, the the, the thought of, oh, you know what, I'm going to call my buddy and see how yeah. he's doing today. Yeah. And, um, and so there's, yes, technology is wonderful. It's great. And we can use it to, you know, to our advantage. But I, I still think we need to, we need to have the communication of the, the interaction of um, talking on the phone. And, and I think we're losing that with some of these young people. Yeah. Yeah. It's not building a healthy relationship. Well, and I have something to say about that too, because I have young, I mean, I have adult children as well. And I know that when we would be talking and they'd pick up their phone and start to, I feel zone out of what our conversation was. And I would just say, could you repeat what I just said? But, um, and they'd be like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, it's a little rude. You know, I know mom talks a lot, but wait till I'm done at least, you know, to pick up the phone. But I want to say there's a couple of things I heard you say that really resonated with me, Doug. And that's when you're in, in the company where the relationships that were built. So when we're talking about relationships here, we're not just talking about relationships like, you know, husband and wife, um, girlfriends, guys, friends. It's also in the business world. And so I think what your dad did so eloquently, and then you picked up as well, was having that relationship with your customers and the people that work for you. But then your clients, when you would tell them, hey, I don't have what you need, but let me help you find what you do need. That creates a loyalty and a trust. And in any relationship, that has to be present. And your dad just doing that probably just because that's who he was. It probably, it wasn't because he was trying to, you know, manage this. It was probably just because I don't have what you need. Let me help you find what you need because this is good business and this is a good relationship. So then when people would need something, that's of course I would call you because I'm like, he's going to tell me or she is going to tell me the truth of where I can go. You guys built a quality business with quality products and quality relationships. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. It was uh, one of the things that was really unique about Little Giant <laughs> was um, we did little things. My dad implemented these little things, but they made big differences. Um, like one thing we did that really probably didn't cost our company a lot of money is every year every employee got their birthday off with pay. It was huge. That is huge. And they would get a handwritten birthday card from my father, my brother, myself, you know, the management team. We would sign. I mean, every month we'd have to sign these by hand and write a little something to them. One thing I really loved about my dad, we had 400 employees. He knew every person by name and he knew something about them. He walked through the back door, not the front door, and he would go around and shake hands and hug people and call him by name. Hey, how's your wife doing? She's been sick. You know, he would know. I don't know how my dad knew all this stuff about it. it took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I really tried my best to do what he did and I got pretty good at it. My brother, on the other hand, he was so hilarious. We'd walk through the shop and he'd go, do they work for us? Yes. <laughs> yes, brother. And he'd go, how long? I'd go, oh, about 10 years. And he was, he was, my brother's a great guy. They're, you know, don't get me wrong, but I think people really appreciate when you learn their name, you know stuff about them, and you care about them. And um, I mean, there was some, I can tell you guys one story that was really, really, we did some things that nobody does today. We had an employee that walked into our our office one time uh, to talk to me and my brother and the CEO of Little Giant. And he said, hey, I got myself in a financial pickle. I made some bad decisions. Um, I'm going to lose my house. And I don't know if there's anything you guys can do about it. And we're like in this meeting, you know, the three of us, and I think our CFO was in this meeting and my dad just pops in. He's retired, but he pops in the the office and he says, uh, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And we're like, oh, we're, you know, we've got, we're in our management meeting, but we just have this problem with, um, we'll just call him Bob. Um, We have this problem. Bob came up to us and he made some bad financial decisions and looks like he's going to get his house repossessed and um, man, it's too bad we can't do anything. And my dad looks at us and said, you know, Bob has been a really good employee. Isn't he on, doesn't he receive quarterly bonuses? And I was like, man, how does my dad remember this? Because he's been retired, but he was so aware and just he remembered all these things. And we said, yes, yes, he, 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 he gets his, these quarterly bonuses. And my dad says, does he, re- has he been receiving his bonuses every quarter? We go, oh yeah, like clockwork. He gets, he, he receives them. He works hard. He's a great employee. He gets it every time. And my, and I think this was like 70 or $80,000 that he wanted to borrow from our company. And my dad goes, give him the money. He'll pay us back. Now, this Bob, he, he, we gave him the money. He was able to keep his house. He paid us back. He hit his bonuses. Took him a couple of years to pay us back. But I'm telling you, he still works for the company, and he is so loyal to our company. And he'll never forget that, you know? And um, those are the types of things that we did at Little Giant that a lot of companies don't do today. And so I was just so blessed to be around a boss um, like Hal Wing that just loved people, cared about people, and built people, and helped people, you know? And um, it was incredible. It was an incredible. That, that, that's a great story. Folks, 
don't forget to share this and uh we we love you all and this was a an excellent show and i know a lot of people got a lot from this debbie thank you so much for who you are and what you do and uh bruce that'll be it till next time thank bruce. you